Yo, what's good, yo? We yeah. back with season two. Um, yeah, we about to get go. real New York on um, yeah. So I'm saying, like, it follow, subscribe. Yeah. Y'all, we finna be it's live. Kidding, you'll be back again. To tell your friends, to tell your ratchet ass friends. Thought we was gone, but nah, no, we ain't. That you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't. Yeah, uh, Welcome back, pontificators. You already know what time it is. It's time to hear me, your girl, Asia. And me, your girl, Ty. Shoot the shit. Talk nonsense. <laughs> Truly. We already started drinking, so who knows? Who knows what's going to come out today? Right. I mean, you started drinking. I don't feel it. I think I'm dead. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> what, did I, what did I eat today? Mm. Anyway, moving on. Mm, there you um, go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with my, is it just me? So this is like kind of serious. Is it? No, it's kind of serious. So I'm not going to mention who I'm talking about, but if you're aware of any pop culture or anything happening in the media, social media today, you will know who I'm talking about. I just want to discuss like the insensitivity around people's death and people feeling like because they have a podcast or a social media page, they have a right to speak about someone's death in a way that's like a think piece. Totally disregard the fact that a family lost someone close to them. I just think it's so insensitive. Yeah. Right? I just feel like we're, as we, we've been discussing, like, our familiarity with celebrities because we have so much access to them. And we've been discussing, like, again, responsibility of platform. And people are just feeling like because you have a platform, you can say anything. And it's just like, you know, someone is dead, Right? Um, all I'll say is they left children and a loved one and a, a longtime partner behind. And the amount of people commenting on like their decision that may have led to their death, mm. um, um, the person who they were dating, if he deserved this, the the commentary is just so insane to me because I'm like, someone lost someone. Kids lost their mother. A mother lost their daughter. People lost a family member. And it's like, all because these people are in the public spotlight does not make make them less human and does not make the people who lost them also less human and they're suffering and they're grieving. And it's just like, people feel like this is the time to speak on it. And it's kind of like mind your business because you would love, I'm sure I know I would love people to respect me and my family in a time of grieving, especially in a, a very um, tragic, unsuspecting death. Right. And I'm just like, we've gotten to this place where people just feel the need that it's like, I almost hate freedom of speech at this point. <laughs> Everyone is just going on all all the platforms talking about well, women need to love themselves, and it's just like shut the fuck up. Someone is dead. People are grieving. This is not the time. First of all, there's never going to be a time, right, when you can use someone's death as a way to gain popularity or even speak on it. Like it's not mm. your place. Yeah. It's not. It's it's literally no one's place. This is why I didn't even want to say the person's name. You guys can figure it out. But I'm just like, I just, every time I see a, a TikTok or Instagram post, I'm just disgusted with people for the need. This is, the, this is their time to say something because the people who are grieving are also on social media. And, you know, social media for some people is escapism. But today, like, I mean, like on my TikTok, I don't follow anyone I know because I want to really escape. Right. right. 
But I feel like Instagram is like people you know, close family and friends. And it's like you can't even you can't even like veg out on Instagram because it's like you're just seeing people talking about your loved one that passed away, mm. good comments, bad comments, and it's so unfair. Mm-hmm. And I just really hate that we're in a we're in a place where people feel they have the right, the authority to speak on someone they don't even know, right? Because they're like, this needs to be said, and I'm getting it off my chest, and this is the, I'm gonna use this person's death as like a, a a story to tell, and I just think it's disgusting and really insane of people, and I just hate that this is where we are right now in, yeah. as a society. That yeah, that fucking sucks. I I am, I mean, for clout is that is really just despicable. But we're in an age where everybody wants to like feel like they're somebody, and everybody, and you are somebody. You are somebody. <laughs> Isn't that what Joe, Joe Clark said? You are somebody. Oh no, that was um Sister Mary Clarence. <laughs> Like you are you somebody, be somebody, and you want to go somewhere, you gotta wake up and, and pay, pay attention. attention. But you can pay attention to the trends that are happening. But it's still someone. It's still a tragedy to a, a, a very particular group of people, like their family and friends. Like, right? Yeah, it's still a tragedy, and it's not up to you to like debate whether or not it's a tragic death or not. <laughs> like, it's tragic to that family, to those children. To the situation mm-hmm. is very tragic. Yeah, I'm just like it's so. Like it's, we're so used to it now. Yeah. But like, I'm just as I'm just really like watching this this situation play out. I'm like, this is actually bizarre. This is crazy, right? Especially as someone who like grieves privately. Like, I'm not someone that posts. Like, you know, people when someone passed away every year, they post like memorial. I'm not that person. I have no judgment of it. It's just not me. And I just can't imagine if I was in a in a spotlight and people were talking about my loved one and I wasn't talking about them. Mm. Yeah, how angry, yeah, yeah, how angry I would be, and how like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's it's absolutely insane, right? So it's not just me. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not just you. It's not just you. And I think it's just like this goes into like my. Is it just me? I think it's in like every. And I know people say it all the time, and sometimes I roll my eyes about it. Roll my eyes um, when I hear it, but it's just like everybody has a camera. Everybody has a camera phone. Everybody wants to document every single thing, every single iota of every waking moment, every right. thought, every like idea. And it's just like, you don't have to, you don't have to. Now mine is on a very minuscule level of this. <laughs> it's just that, you know, being in the service industry, you guys know, I, I shake the tins up and I'm a bartender. And I work at a place that is very gorgeous. It's up and coming where people know about it. The the more buzz is coming. And you have all these like micro influencers coming in and um and everybody wants to document because everybody wants to do a reel, everybody wants to do a TikTok so they can let people know if they like it or if they don't like it. And that is cool, but the amount of like camera phones shoved in my face mm. through, like during a shift, it's it 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 literally drops me fucking insane. Like recording you? Yeah. Like they, without and, and asking. No one's right, no one's without, asking. Uh, without asking, because I would tell you absolutely don't right. don't film me. Like one, like my nails are there, I'm at work. Like I'm not like don't film me. But also you don't ask. Like so it was a very the, the first day of the, the fires or whatever, I was at work 
and this older white man, I mean, whatever, older white man, he kind of was like 35, whatever, but he white, so he looked older. And he just like comes into the space and he's just filming and then he just like takes his camera phone and he's just like doing this to the bar in front of me and my coworker. And I know I looked at him like I could murder him. Mm. Because, and then the, the host comes up and she's like, did he ask? And I was like, you know, he didn't ask. And then somebody did it today again. And it's just like, people will be like, oh, that's part of the job. But that's not part of my it's job. <laughs> that's not. There was no, there was no visual waiver. You right. Saw I'm not a brand ambassador for right. the place. I'm just, I, I, I mix the cocktails. I shake the tins. I, I give you a good, a, a good time. I'm not here to be on the own network series of Bartenders Anonymous. And I just, <laughs> and I get it. Cause then. The real bartenders of them. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I get, and then I didn't know who this one particular girl was. And then I was, I was telling Asia, I was on the train, and then I just happened to come across a TikTok where she goes to popular places because people ask her, and then she gives reviews. And I was just like, "Girl, I don't, I don't care." But I also consume that too, so right. it's just like, can we just get consent? Can we get consent? And if the person says no, can you please respect their boundary? Yeah. You don't know what, like, you don't know what they're dealing with in life. And I think particularly someone at work, right? Yeah. Like, if you're, at a, if you're at a public, if you're at a concert, and you do one of the, look how many people are here, scan, right? You're No, I'm not going to go up to someone in row 55 and say, by the way, you might be in my shot. Right. Right? Because I'm never going to see them again. But if I'm going to do it at someone's place of business... I think that's kind of crazy because what if you have a stalker? It could be literally any so, reason, yeah, right? So, it could be any reason. And now I am letting someone know where you work, where they can find you weekly. And and that's the thing. I make I'm making it a very conscious effort and point to not let my family know where I work. Mm-hmm. I don't want any. I don't want. I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, for a myriad of reasons. And number one is because my family does not know boundaries mm-hmm. like. This. The most that they know is like I work in Williamsburg. I'm back and working in Brooklyn, and that's literally the extent mm-hmm. of what we need to know. But I'm just like, my family is always on TikTok, and I was like, I do not need them to come across where I work because they will show up. Right, they will show up, and I probably would get fired. Mm. Yeah, so there's that. Please ask for consent, and if you see me, no, I do not want to be in your fucking TikTok. I don't, but I'll watch it. I'll follow you. Right. I will. Yeah, I do. I definitely think, um, I mean, I don't know how many people of our generation, I think we are too as well, but I think definitely like generation, the the younger millennials and the Z's, the Z's, everything is documented. Yeah. Everything is documented and without consciousness. Because even when I'm doing, like I said, a concert public scan, I'm like, okay, damn, whose face is clear? Because I know a time before this was a thing. Right. But I think for the younger people, they really don't know a time before this. This is this has been life. No, but it's not just, it's even old. Like, it's there is no demographic right, right now. There's no demographic. It's just like. This is what it is. It's just what it is. Yeah. Everybody is documenting because they're like. And I, and I love that about social media, right? Because it's like, there's an audience. For anybody, regardless of your age, that's the beauty of like people going viral. But I don't like people seeking out virality. Yeah, and don't seek your virality out using me as a subject. On someone else's yeah. yeah, yeah. I just no, thank you, please. Yeah, I'm trying to go viral. 
in a blockbuster film. Right. On our podcast. On our yes, on this podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. On this podcast too, but like Yeah, on your own terms. Yeah. Not on someone else's terms. Right. Yeah. Like don't shove a camera up in my face. Yeah. Maybe I'll start doing that to them too, but I'm also too fucking busy to do it. (laughs) Well, speaking of the spotlight power, so boom. Um, so if you guys listen a few weeks ago, we interviewed myself. So this week we're going to get to know the other half of uh, the podcast, Taishana. So I don't know if, well, if you guys heard, Taishana gave one of the most impressive <laughs> bios. You were impressive. I read it. I mean, she was reading and I was like, who, me? So I didn't even dare to honestly do something as amazing because I was like, you know what? I don't got it in me because Ty is also a writer. Um, but what I did do is think about like all the words that come to mind when I think about Ty <laughs> right? So I'm going to um, say some words and what they mean. So, I mean, this is just Brooklyn born. Ty is a Brooklyn person. She loves the BK. Ooh. Repping it all day, every day. Okay, she knows all the streets and the avenues. And I always say that because even though I'm born and raised in the Bronx, I don't know shit. I'd be like, where? In the Bronx? But Ty does know. She knows exactly where places are at. And I'm just like, that's really amazing. Like, you know where you live. <laughs> um, the next word is wonderlust. Ty is an explorer. She is a world traveler. She's been to a lot of places. South Africa, uh, Thailand, right? Um, and she, and it's just like she travels. Not just for like, I, I love seeing black women travel, especially places that are not like. And this is no shade to these places, but like Dubai. <laughs> I literally was just thinking that. <laughs> and there's no shade to those it's places. Not. I refuse to go. But there. I just love that you're going places that you want to go to that are not influenced by like places you should go as social media influencer, like places that you want to see. I think that's like, I love it, right? And I just I love it. Um, the next word I thought about was devoted. I think Ty is like very devoted to a lot of things. Um, maybe sometimes to like her own detriment, but I feel like it's it's a, it's a good personality trait, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not. Um, so like she's devoted to her career, and I mean her career as in like a performer. She went to school. Um, she's mentioned her she's mentioned her postgraduate education a few times, and how it was educational, but also traumatic as a black woman. And I was like, sometimes the things she said, I was like, would I have quit? Maybe, <laughs> but she did it. She even went back after she graduated, and I was like, look, that's fucking devotion. <laughs> <laughs> and then as someone who's never taken like post grad, well, yeah, not really post graduate serious um, for acting and stuff, I'm like, she is the devoted person. Um, devoted to her family. We've discussed this before. Like she feels obligated, but I think that is all, even though it's not something I feel in the same way. It is something that is amazing because she loves them and she's devoted to them and she feels deeply for them. I think it's a very admirable skill because it just is. It just is. I feel like it's a good sense of character. Um, devoted to her craft. Now, when I say craft, I do mean um, making the drinks, shaking the things, right? Because even though, here's the thing, here's the thing. Even though she plays down the fact that like she's a bartender, this girl knows, she knows her, she knows her shit. She knows her drink. She knows the thing. She knows the pairings. And it's just like, even if you don't love the thing that you do, you do it well. Right? 
And I don't think you should downplay what you do know because you are a great bartender. Like you are. It makes things even suck. But you are though. You are. Like my mother, my mother and I hang out, as you guys know, and we go wherever Ty's working. And my mother is always so excited because she's like, oh, Ty's working. Because she knows she's going to get the drink that she wants. She knows Ty's going to give her what should have said. I'm drinking. What what, what, what was she having last night? Uh, mezcal. She said she's having mezcal last night, and Ty was just giving her a drink. She was like, "Oh, this is so good." And then we left. We left um um Ty's job, and then the whole walk around, she was like, "You know, Ty gave me some good stuff." She was like, "You know, she was like, I'm not drunk, but I feel good. I don't have a headache. <laughs> All nice singing her praises." And I'm like, "You know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I know you don't love that you have to do it for money, but you are good at it." Mm-hmm. And I think you know, this there is some pride in being good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and um Ty's all, in, in the same respect she's also very humble and as I've gotten older I don't like the word humble because I feel like you're amazing so be amazing mm-hmm. right like Ty does photoshop she does all the video production for the podcast and she's like oh it sucks and I'm like what are you talking about this is fucking amazing <laughs> this is fucking oh she's like you'll hate it and I'm like what is she what is this based on what is in my mind's eye. Yeah, I'm like, what is this based on? This is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. I, and I'll say something like, oh, I'm like slightly colorblind. <laughs> I'll say something like, I wish it was bluer because I have nothing to offer her. And then she'll come back 10 minutes later with something I'm like, well, <laughs> she nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish she was less humble because she is amazing and she is very talented. Um, and yeah, stop being humble. Who the fuck cares? You're amazing. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so, so that's my intro. I think Ty is great. I think she's very talented. And, you know, okay. Anyway, moving on. So now I'm going to ask her a series of questions. These are all very random questions. Um, they're in no particular order. Okay. Okay. Um, the first question I'm going to ask, if you had to live anywhere in the world and money wasn't an issue, where would you live? Oh, that's a good question. Um Anywhere in the world and money isn't an issue. Oh. I think I two things, two answers came to mind, mm-hmm. but it's because they're really cheap to live. So I know <laughs> which defeats the I'm like, I know I want to live it because I know it's cheap to build a house. So one would be Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. And then the second place. You know what? Even though I know that, like, it's kind of, like, racist. Okay. I feel like I want to live somewhere, like, like I think of green pastures. I think, like, Ireland. I would want to live, mm-hmm. like, in a, like, a petite castle with, like, a lot of greenery where there's just, like, you know, like, a meadow would be my front right. yard where I could just, like, trawl up in its acres right. and acres. Just, yeah. like, greenery and, like, freshness. Yeah, like, yeah, think of, like, a, a petite castle cottage where I can, like, write in... Do art and paint and just, you know, live mm-hmm. life. Think. <laughs> Quietly. Be, yeah, be an aristocrat. Right. Okay. So that kind of goes into our next question. What is your favorite smell or scent? Oh, that is so easy. My favorite scent is uh, amber and vanilla, but it has to be very, I would wear cheap amber, but like very expensive amber and like a high quality vanilla mixed together. Favorite thing in the world. Like candle, perfume, house. Yeah, everything. like my house. If you know, like right now, it doesn't because I'm poor and I can't afford it. But if you ever, if you've been to my house, you know my house purposely smells like 
um, vanilla. Okay. Every, like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sweet, clean. Yeah. Like, yes. Very sweet, very clean, very light. Not like heavy. Mm-hmm. Not the cheap shit. Just like oh, a yeah. nice, like, you, you never know. You just like go in and you just feel like warm and mm. enveloped and mm. welcomed. I, that's what vanilla like feels like. Okay. All right. Next question. What was something you said to someone that you wish you could take back? <laughs> um, what is something? Hmm. I say many mean things when I'm mad. I th- I would say I wish. Oh God, this is kind of deep. Anyway, moving on. I wish that when my like he didn't ask me for help but i wish i would have not said do whatever you want and i would have come up i would have said something anything else instead of just like okay you have to go live your life i wish i would have redirected him to be like okay i I wish i would have said instead of okay do whatever you want you gotta live your life i wish i would have said just come to my house Mm -hmm. yeah i wish i would have said that okay um, okay. Name one song now or at a time in your life that so perfectly expressed, expressed the situation you were going through. Oh, <laughs> um, 702, get it together. Okay. Well, and they got to explain the situation. Or, or Milk and Stuff, he's mine. You have to now explain why. Oh, explain the yeah. situation. Um, get it together. It ends the set. I was in a relationship with somebody I shouldn't have been in a relationship no, with, doing things I shouldn't have been fucking doing, okay. dealing with shit too young, and I just, I really had to, like, I don't know, seven, like, when I hear Get It Together, I just remember, like, I was in a, I was in deep, mm-hmm. deep, like, Delulu, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I listened to that, and I, over and over and over, and I was just like, okay, I need to, I need to get it together, I need to... I need to figure it out. Like, actually, he's not mine. He's hers. <laughs> because the situation is fucking insane. Even right. though I'm the child in the situation. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. It's a lighter question. Mm-hmm. What is your least favorite drink to make? Oh, my least favorite drink to make. Mm, probably a Cosmo. Why? It's it's a particular brand of person that asks for a Cosmo. They're white. They want to wear Kettle. They want to wear Tito's. They're very privileged. They're very entitled. They're very slightly racist, mm. offensive, fucking annoying. And also, it's not a good drink. Okay. Okay, so flip side. What is your favorite drink to make and what does it say about that person? My favorite drink to make is a Sazerac. What is that? Because it's my favorite drink. What is it? Um, it's like I think the origin is like in New Orleans. Um, and it's basically a bourbon based cocktail with like pecho bitters, a little bit of if they make it right with a brown sugar cube. Mm. Um, so it's like a little sweet, a little bitter, and then it has like it's finished up with absinthe, so it has like that licorice feel to mm. it, and that mm. mouth feel. So it's like it's a it's a journey, and it's just like it's such a beautiful, and it gets better as it. You know, as you let it sit in airy, it's just a fucking good cocktail. So who's the person that orders that drink? 
A person that orders a Sazerac, as much as I love to make it, it's fucking annoying because they order it when you're busy as fuck. But it's always somebody older. It's it's always like some older person who's lived, who wants to drink, but they're not trying to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. They're here to have a good time. They're here to vibe. Right. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, this is a silly question. What is your spirit vegetable? Oh, my spirit vegetable would probably be... <laughs> no, that's just like a nostalgic vegetable. My spirit vegetable... Probably a sweet potato. Why? Um, A sweet potato because it is hard mm-hmm. on the out. Like when you touch it, it is hard. It's not much of nothing. Sometimes it just doesn't look pretty. You have to like really get to it. But once you like bake it and roast it, it's just like so sweet and soft and delicious. And it, it just changes shape. I feel like that's just me. Okay. <laughs> that's a good answer. Right? That's a good answer. And I mean, I love sweet potatoes. They're naturally sweet. They don't actually, once you make them, you don't really have to do you much. You don't got to do much. You don't. You really don't got to do much. If you want, you can add a little butter if you like it. A little cinnamon. Yeah. And my grandmother just eat a sweet potato, just wait for it to bust open mm. in a little pot and just fork it out. Delicious. It's I actually have a bag on the floor I'm waiting to <laughs> I actually have sweet potatoes that I never made. It's in the bowl in the middle of my kit, whatever, my living room on the table. And it literally grew spores because my house is a mess. Mm-hmm. And then it started to sprout the most beautiful little leaves. And now I don't want to throw it out because it I just... I didn't know they, they made leaves. Made, just, first of all, I've been living in dark place. But it does. <laughs> it is so beautiful. And I'm like, I don't want to throw it out. Okay. Um, we could go back in time. What is one thing you would change that you feel will affect your life in the present? 100% slavery. Okay. Whoever's first initial thought it was, I would go and slice his throat and whoever else's throat. So, like, all slavery or, like, the chattel slavery? No, all, like, just cha- just the blacks. Like, leave <laughs> us. Be- <laughs> leave us where we at. <laughs> just leave us. Do you... Do whatever you want to the slobs. <laughs> leave us alone. Right. Okay. Okay, let me see my next one. Oh, okay. If you had 24 hours to live, how would you spend it? Ooh. If I had 24 hours, what does... Okay. There's no... There's, so I, is it what season? Whatever you want. Okay. There's, there's the, the parameters are only a 24 hours to live. That's it. Money's not an option. Nothing is an option. Okay. No, nothing is a, a barrier but said that you will die in the 24 hours. Okay, so... In 24 hours, I would hope it's in the summertime when it's very hot. Um, I will start the day with um, making breakfast with my family. We will play this game. We played like growing up. We used to play restaurant, which is very <laughs> We used to play restaurant, <laughs> but somebody would cook and the other people would serve. And then we would just like sit and eat like a family. So I would play a little game of restaurant with my family with alcohol this time because we're all adults. Um, then I would probably go to a museum, take a little art, see a play, find some strangers, some strange, cute men, fuck them. Mm, okay. And then see my friends, 
probably do a little group activity. They probably come see to play with me. We drink and be very rowdy. And then right before I die, I'll make sure I, I'm at the beach. That so you and die on the beach? Yeah, in the water. You and die by yourself or do you want people with you? No, I would want to die by myself. Dying with people is very stressful. It sounds very stressful for me. To them or for you? Or for, for you? Me. Oh, like the burden of that? I feel like it's a show. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much pressure. Like, what if I they mean, start crying? That's, that's like, true. What do I do? Like, that's I very wanna, true. It's just a lot going on. Yeah. So I would like, send me your well wishes, say the things, bless me, and then let me and God just convene at the beach. So follow-up question. If, so I'm going to add to the, to the scenario. Um, no one knows it's your last day. Would you tell some people or would you keep it a, oh, a secret for everyone? I would everyone? tell people I'm not, I'm not good at. Actually, that's not true because I thought I had cancer. Nobody knew, but my mom. <laughs> <laughs> has the cancer scare. It's so unfair. <laughs> it really is. Like for months, I thought I had cancer. I didn't tell anybody. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think I would have to tell people because I just think people should have the right to know and say goodbye. Like I think it would be mm-hmm. shitty. To to just, like and I've had somebody just die on me mm-hmm. and it don't feel good mm-hmm. it don't feel good yeah I would tell people just so they know okay yeah that's nice those text. I don't know if I would you are, yeah I know you are <laughs> like, look like, like I said too much pressure that's a lot it's a lot of back and forth a lot of questions okay when was the moment you knew you wanted to be an entertainer if you can remember like, I know like you know, probably since childhood but when was like you were like oh this is it Oh, I mean, I've always done a little bit of everything, right? Since I was a kid, um, I went to the Boys and Girls Club, um, and I knew I was, like, my, they had, like, an adult writing course, like, it was, like, activities, so they had, like, an adult thing uh, for a couple of months, and my mom was in a writing workshop, and because I had to come with her. So she would put me in, and they would have, like, the child's one. So she was in her thing writing a play, and I was in my thing writing a play, and that's when I realized I was a writer. Um, I was in the church choir singing. I'm pretty sure I was tone deaf. <laughs> Not tone deaf, but I really wasn't singing on key. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I knew I wanted to be an actor when I was in the sixth grade. <laughs> when I was in the sixth grade, I had just moved to Bed-Stuy. And, you know, back in the day, that's when you would graduate. Mm-hmm. So everybody would be friends already, like from kindergarten to whenever. Right. So I really came in, like it was hard. I came in with people already, like forming cliques. Um, and I met these girls in after school because my mother did not want to watch her child, her children. So I was in a lot of after school <laughs> programs. Um, and I just so happened to be in a, the acting one with this woman, Miss Hewlett. She was a Broadway um actress. And we put on this little play, and she was just like, you, you have it, you have it. I didn't know what the, I, I was like, this lady is crazy, but she liked me, and I could do whatever I wanted, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then, we ha- we did this play, she did like a rendition of Pearly, and I got to go out of class and go to different schools and perform during lunchtime. And I remember, it was like, one time I was at PS26, which I actually wouldn't mind up going there. No, uh, PS35. And I was on stage, and I remember my line was like, slowly I turned. I was like playing a preacher. And I just like felt, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. 
mesmerized. I'm going to be on stage and people are going to stare at me and be mesmerized by me. And I was like, and I loved the attention. It was mm-hmm. amazing. It was amazing. I got to get out of class and be a fake star in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is, this is like This is it, right? This like, is this, it. Is, this is what I want I was to like, feel yeah, all I was the like, time. Yeah, and it was like, people tell me how great I am. This is amazing. Okay, so not the opposite question, but if there was any other profession that you would do besides entertainment, what would it be? Or is there even one? Or this, there is no other option. Mm. Outside of entertainment, I don't think it will ever be outside of entertainment, but like in, not in front of the camera. I think that I would be an amazing talent agent. I think I, I'm really good at like picking out talent. Mm-hmm knowing who has it and who doesn't. Um, and also, I like to see people grow and, like, win. I mm-hmm. think, yeah. Or I'd be, like, a curator of, like, <laughs> vibes. Okay. I, mean, I really, I don't know what it is. <laughs> what does that mean? I, like, I love to match people who I think will help each other later in life. I love, like, oh, you should know this person. Y'all should link up. Like, I love doing shit like that. So I don't know what kind of job that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a, you're like a, like a... When they say I have a guy or like Right, and I'm like, Oh yeah, like oh you should meet so and so, like y'all should whatever, maybe y'all should yeah. like I, I I yeah. But a job vacationer. I'm right. a travel blogger. Okay. Next question. Name one boundary you have now that is shocking that you have. <laughs> that you never thought it was something that you needed for peace or you didn't see it coming. Well, I feel like I have very little boundaries. Um, I think a, a boundary that is very shocking to me is um, I will, like, put my phone on Do Not Disturb now. I feel comfortable doing that now. Um, and there's, like, no emergency list that can get through to me. Oh, like, so even if my grandmother was to call me, like, she's also going to voicemail. Like, it's not, yeah. Like, I think that's, like, my, like, you, if my phone is on do not disturb, I'm not responding. Do you have it so that you call more than once they get through or no one gets through ever until you try to No. Ask? People, I still have it, like, if you call twice, it's, uh, I think I need to up it to four times because my mother knows about the twice thing and she will double call one uh-huh. thing, absolutely nothing, but to get through. Um, but even when she calls again, I just don't pick up. And what led to that boundary? Oh, I just, I realized that people had a lot of access to me and I was like constantly overwhelmed, like mm-hmm. constantly overwhelmed to a point where I was just like, just like angry and miserable all the time. And I was like, oh, it's because you're expending a lot of energy so mm-hmm. to chill, chill out. And how do you feel since? It's troubling now. Like, it is. It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> it is not easy. Um, I do feel better, mm-hmm. like, mentally. But there is always, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I feel guilty because I'm like, what if it is an emergency? What if it is, mm-hmm. like, what if, like, I have trauma. Like, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but, like, I was with my grandmother before the hours before she passed away, 
And I went home, put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and my cousins were calling me all night long, and I didn't know until that morning when I woke up and saw all the missed calls, and I was just like, okay, I'm never going to have to do that. So, oh. um, yeah. So it's a big deal that I do now. Yeah. My phone actually lives on D&D. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot. Happened. That's yeah. a lot, though. I get it. All right. Just lighten things up. <laughs> was that the uh? Um, who was your celebrity crush? Oh, M.A. Dollar Sign E. Who was that? Mace. Mace? M.A. Dollar Sign E. Mace to this day? Not to this day. You said my celebrity crush. It was Mace. Okay. Like right now. No, oh, you mean right now? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like growing up. No. no. Mace is actually, uh, he is a disappointment. That's why I was confused. Oh, no. Right now? It's Yaya. It's Yaya Abdul-Mateen oh, mm-hmm. third. That man is fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. He's just, uh, he's like exactly what I say I want. He's like hood enough, but also polished, but he looks really good in a fucking suit. Yeah. Very nice body. Yeah. I walked past him once on the street, and he even, like, he, he looks like that nigga. Um, you know, some people don't translate well in person. No, he doesn't. And I don't mind the, like, the seal. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, that man looks good. That's a fine. That's a fine specimen. Okay. Okay. On a scale from one to Did ten, he eat pork. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Bonus question. Bonus question. If you got with him and he did not eat pork, based on his name, right? Would you? And he was like, "Listen, this is a deal breaker. You cannot eat pork. Would you drop pork?" Yeah, I'm going vegan. Forever, you'd be okay with it. Would you, would you sneak yeah. it? Would you sneak it at brunch with the girls, or you would just never? No. You would fully commit to not eating pork again. No, because all pork is not created equal. Mm-hmm. Now I only go vegan every once in a, every like for three months because I don't want to give up pork. But sometimes I have pork and I'm like this bacon ain't hitting. It mm-hmm. wasn't it's worth true. it. It's true. It wasn't worth it. But we have a love that lasts. That'd be worth it. And there's always beef pork. No. I mean beef bacon. No, I mean I will go. Yeah, and since I, I know you've never had sizzling, but I love sizzling. Sizzly. We've had this conversation. We, we have this refreshment. But what is sizzling? So sizzling was like I guess it was like the turkey bacon before turkey bacon was turkey bacon. So oh. it was, it it was, and it's literally spelled sizzling. Um, it's like just like turkey. I think it was like a little turkey, a little pork, a little beef. But it was all the lean parts that they pressed, and then you would just like cook it, and it was just all meaty, all chewy. But then, like, we cook it till it's like crispy. It's so good. They still sell it? No, because I was looking for it. Oh, okay. If I see it, I'm like, I mean, I no, because they got turkey bacon now. Okay. Okay, well, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On a scale from one to 10, how much do you believe in astrology and why? Oh. I do, I believe in astrology at about a seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And why a seven? Oh, why a seven? Only because it's like, people don't buy, they be like, oh, just because you're an Aries, just because you're a Capricorn doesn't mean that whatever. But it's like, you possess these characteristics well before anybody told you what it is. It just describes a group of people Mm -hmm. and how they all deal with each like how they all like behave and it's like why would i not believe that 
the moon and the and the sun and the stars mm-hmm. have anything to do with how we behave when if it's a hot day everybody's going fucking crazy <laughs> if the moon is a little too low everybody's right. a little cuckoo cuckoo like right I mean, the moon is controlling the tide and everything else. Exactly. Why couldn't it control your, your emotions? If the moon could control a tidal wave, why the fuck can't it control little me in Brooklyn? Right. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. Who is the one person in your life right now that you want to give advice to? That I want to give advice to or yeah. do I want to control through my advice? That is two different questions. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Let's do both questions. So first question, who do you want to give advice to? Second question, who do you want to control with your advice? I don't want to give anybody in my life my life advice. Okay. I, I think if they want my advice, they will seek it because people surely love to ask me fucking questions. Okay. Um, But I'm no longer in a place in my life where I'm like, let me tell you what you're like. I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, who I want to control with the advice that I give them is my cousin. She is literally just Get on my motherfucking nerves. Okay. I want her to do everything I say. And have you been doing, giving her advice or? I have been sternly talking to her, making her cry. Oh, okay. I mean, not, not making her cry. She cries because she don't want to hear the truth. It is absolutely not working. Hmm. Actually, everything is working out in her favor. Okay. Despite. In the short term. In the short advice. In the short term, I don't. I think nobody's looking at a macro level. Everybody's looking mm-hmm. at micro, and I'm like, I think you guys are missing a very important piece. But like, do you boo? Do you right? Okay. So we discuss not having children, mm-hmm. right? Are there any conditions that would make you want to have a child? Yeah, if I were to meet somebody that I would. Like fall in love and marry in the next two years, I would have I would have a kid. Would you? I would. And you would get married, an official marriage. If I think this person is like, if I think it's real and like we're building towards something that's like real and would last, yeah. And what is that? I, I'm actually shocked, actually. I know. I, I thought you were like, no. Um, so now I have more questions. What does this person? I mean, very broadly, but what does this person look like, and what does the situation look like that? Will make you feel like let's let's. You mean like physically look like or like characteristics? Characteristics that will make you feel let's let's do this. Um, I would need this person. I would need this person to be everything that I'm not, which is a really hard thing to say and kind of probably fucked up. But I would need somebody to be like financially secure. I would need somebody who has a a, a healthy relationship with their family. Um, to be like really secure and ten toes down on like who they are and really what their morals are and not somebody that like wavers i need somebody to be like really a little bit like um not a little but like a little bit stern on like their values and their morals i feel like so many men are just like whatever the tide takes you um yeah he would have to have a career um probably does career matter? Like, can he be an artist or he has to be someone that's... I don't think I would want to be with an artist only because, like, our passion fleets so quickly. And I don't think I can... As much as I'm, like, I'm all about me, I know myself and I'm, like, I'm going to be all about you. And I don't know how I could, like, wrap my head and my emotional intelligence around, like, you constantly changing your passions and me keep having to keep up and be supportive. Like, I... 
after a while, I'm gonna get fucking tired of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, yeah. Yeah, but he has to be like financially stable. He has to also be very secure because I'm, I, there is a part of me that probably won't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But I will care. Mm-hmm. I will care, but I also won't. And right. I need to like retreat into myself and you'd be okay with that. Um, be okay with the dysfunctional way in which I deal with my family. Um, be willing to move soon. Relocate. Travel. Have like opinions about the climate of the world and like not some nigga shit. <laughs> like know who Dick Cheney is. Right. Like to watch a documentary right. seven. Just yeah, I, I just really want like cozy homie shit and you don't need to be out in the fucking like be mixy all the time. Mm-hmm. Cause I find in a lot of men my age do love to be outside. And as much as I'm like, I'm outside, I be inside. Mm. Comfortably. Right. It's a season for us. It re- listen, <laughs> once the weather warms up, I'm like, okay, I'm outside. But like I'm inside and I need to be like okay and secure with your shit. Yeah. I think that's that's about the extent of it. Okay. And do you think you would be the one to be like, let's have a kid? Or it would still be on them to be like, let's have a kid? Or do you, like, what are you thinking? Oh, I don't, you know what it is? Hmm, maybe I need to investigate this. I have never asked a man to have a kid. I've had men ask me to have a kid, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking mm-hmm. about? Um, hmm. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, would I want a kid because I'm in a relationship? And that'd be like, hmm, that's tricky. What's the answer? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, is it because I think that's what it is? But I just think that I'm like, if I, I, I know that I would never, I never want to be a parent, uh, a mother so badly that I would want to have a kid alone. Like, I would never want to have a kid alone. I would mm-hmm. never, I would never choose that life for myself. Mm-hmm. I would never want to choose that life for myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, actually insane like shout out to the people that do or find themselves in a situation i'm not saying i won't find myself in a situation but i don't want to start out right you don't want motherhood that bad i absolutely not right right yeah well also maybe i'm just like i chose a different life and it's just not you know mm-hmm. i don't see the sacrifice worth it i'm mm-hmm. like i could have had a kid for all this mm-hmm. yeah okay have you ever happy cried and why? Um, I think I have happy cried. What is the last time I happy cried? What has happened good? It's <laughs> <laughs> been so long. What has happened good? Um, Happy cried. I think probably when I was in in, in my acting program, mm-hmm. um, I think I probably, I, I, yeah, I know I personally happy cried. Like I, I said earlier, like I had this vision in my head of how things should look, and for so long in my acting, I couldn't get my skills to match the capacity in my mind. Like you felt you were this good. No. No, it's not that I felt I knew I could be this good. Yeah. And I knew, like, I could read a scene, and I'm like, I know that this is how I know in my brain, this is what would make this scene brilliant. Yeah. This is the brilliance of the scene. 
I know I have the capacity to deliver the brilliance of the scene, but something in me was like so muted mm-hmm. that it would never, it would like never like match up. Mm-hmm. Like I even had a friend that'd be like, oh, I, I never thought you wanted to act that badly. And I was like, that's insane. Right. I'm obsessed with this shit. Mm-hmm. And then I think once the two clicked, I think I was just like so elated. And so like, I felt like, okay, my life, I'm not throwing away my life. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was like, okay. It was like relief, really. Do you know, but can you remember the moment mm-hmm. that you feel like it connected? Yeah. It's just like. Can you describe the moment for us? Can I describe? I mean, oh, can you tell us what happened? It was during the scene. Mm-hmm. I was doing August Wilson with a very difficult partner. I was doing um, seven guitars roles where she was like, I've been sitting beside you all this time or whatever. And I was like, in, all throughout rehearsal, I'm like, okay, it's August Wilson. I can hear the cadence. There's a cadence. There's a rhythm that you have to kind of like get into because this is just how he writes, right? And I was like, okay, I'm getting into cadence. I'm getting into the rhythm. But there was something emotionally that wasn't clicking. I was like, I don't know why I'm not like getting there. And it was, of course, it was the vulnerability factor mm-hmm. of me telling some man that you literally broke me and whatever. And then um, I actually spoke to you and a friend that's no longer a friend of mine. And I was like seeking y'all counsel. And then the, the friend, she was just like, Ty, leave him in the fucking dust. She was like, leave him in the, like, why are you waiting for him? Mm-hmm. She was like, either he's going to, and, and I think you were like, either he's going to come up with you or he's going to, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I was like, these bitches are harsh. And then I just, I was like, yeah, like, either you're going to rise with me, but I can't let you mm-hmm. bring me down. And it just, like, something just, like, unleashed in me. And I really, like, went there with, like, the, what is it? Like, I think I was, like, challenging him and blaming him and point a finger. And it's something in me just, like, it was just, like, um, it was like click, 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 boom. And I was like, and I literally remember just, like, I just felt like I was just like, and I just like left him in the fucking dust and I was like on my own thing. And then like, I just, I just literally felt like, so, I was like, okay, I'm not wasting my life. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got it. And I'm not, I'm not delusional mm-hmm. and I'm not wasting my fucking life. Like, this is it. So did the cry happen in the scene? Or no, like, hell no. I'm not after- crying in the scene. <laughs> Afterwards, I think I, I think I cried silently in my back in my seat because mm-hmm. like my teacher wasn't there, so we had a guest teacher, and she was just like so much kinder, um, and affirming to me, um, that I was just like, I was like, okay, I I was like, okay, if she can see it, and I and I also thought he was blowing smoke up my ass, but I was like, okay, if she also can see this thing that I'm, I'm like denouncing within myself, I was like, okay, okay. Okay, I can take this somewhere. Mm-hmm. I can really take this somewhere. Yeah. And I just sat quietly in my seat in the back and I just like had little tears. I was just like so I guess it was happy. It was you know what it was? It was triumph. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. It was triumph. Yeah, just a little quiet moment in the back of the class. But I cried a lot, so they probably were just like, oh not so Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> There's no tie. No Tuesday tie crying back of the class. Okay. My very last question. I'm not sure if this is how you finished my interview, but it might have been. Um, the very last question is, what would 10-year-old Ty think of you now? 10-year-old Ty would be very disappointed. I had, I am a 
Yeah, I think 10-year-old Ty would be very disappointed at certain places where I'm at in my life. Um, yeah, and then I think there are certain things that, like, she would be, like, blown away about, like, how I feel about myself, how I feel about the way I look. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she would be like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> like, wow. Song? No, no. <laughs> absolutely not like Mm -hmm. I yeah like growing up in like a a family of light skins Mm -hmm. um (laughs) that is not for the fan heart honey um yeah I think yeah I think a lot of aspects should be like okay in other words she'd be like girl what happened (laughs) I thought we were gonna have a a house by the time we were 20 yeah Mm mm-mm but she will be happy we made it off the project. Okay. You know what? That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I don't want to end on that note, though. <laughs> what? Was that sad? Oh. It's I thought that's inspiring, no? No. Oh, well, a little okay. bit. Half inspiring. Okay. Maybe a little so bit. So I'm not doing an off-the-top question. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the next big adventure you want to go on? The next big adventure? If I could have things my way... My next big adventure would be I could take a year off. I would spend six months traveling and writing, three months just writing. And then the other months, I would just like kick it with people. See, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. The other three months, I feel like I just like do whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. sleep all day, relax, not have your intrusive thought just like truly just like fucking relax but i would do six months of like adventure traveling sounds great actually yeah can i come yeah i've always wanted to spend one month in um in india okay i mean the air, everybody said the air quality was terrible and then i watched no no shade to the indians but like i watched one girl be there and mm. i said yeah it's tricky isn't that what carrie did too washington did she know what she said she she taught yoga. Also, guys, I would like to let you know, I knew Carrie Washington was going to be a big thing since I was so long. My cousin thought I was insane. And then she blew up and he said, I guess you do need something. She really did, though. She really had one I of called those, like... Him. I called Carrie Sana, Regina Hall. And, yeah. She really didn't have one of those, like... And Janelle James. Those blow... Janelle James. I be, listen, I be, on the, I be on the post thing. You really are. You I really be are, on the post. Though. Cause I know funny, I know good, I know good you shit. Do. You do. All right, guys. Well, hope you enjoyed that. I hope you learned nothing about me. <laughs> I, I learned. I learned some things. Okay. Stephanie they learned some things as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, if there's anything that you thought was like shocking or remarkable or surprising, let us know. We love feedback as usual. And if there are any questions you wish I asked. Let us know. Yeah, we'll bring this back again. Yeah, maybe we'll yeah. ask more. Because we, we're friends, but we don't know everyone's inner thoughts. Right. <laughs> I have no idea how you grew up. Yeah, I would never have thought she would be a sweet potato. <laughs> and I, <laughs> but I think that's the most easiest. I think I'm like, duh. Sweet potato. And I also, I mean, I think the most shocking of this has been you saying you would have a kid. <laughs> and marriage, because we've discussed that you don't want to get married or... Yeah, 
Because I think like those two things really, I was like, oh, I thought for sure you'd be like, nothing. Yeah. You so. know, marriage change when you when your partner gets sick and they won't let you upstairs. <laughs> American healthcare is so fucked up. It's so fucked it up. Is so fucked up. It's it really so has fucked to up. It. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, but I do want to go behind the curtain a bit. And you know what it is? It's the out of wedlock thing. It's still the, the remnants of the church. Right. On my brain. Right. Like when you said humble, I was like, it, it, immediately in my mind, I was like, no, the meek child and her is the woman. <laughs> like literally, I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. Oh. It just, it was automatic. Right. Right. No more that programming. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> good stuff. It's it's the good Kool-Aid. Um, anyway, guys, so thank you for joining us once again. As usual, we really do appreciate that you guys listen to us every single week. Yes. Every time we go into like the app and check our stats, I'm like, people will be really listening. Right. I'm every shocked. week. I'm shocked every week. Every week. Um, so thank you. Please tell your friends and tell your friends and tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your enemies, because you know. Why not? Right. Um, and we are gonna keep bringing you um Great good programming. Good, great programming. So thank you for listening and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas, uh, Seiki, and Sally, and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on youtube we are at from the burrows podcast like subscribe follow engage and don't forget we love y'all play cousins bye